0: Welcome to my channel, this is Mario Lord, also known as Real Estate Guru PK. On this channel, we talk about my real estate endeavors. We also have the top real estate producers and the top entrepreneurs in the country. Be sure to click the link below with Justin P with his Support Black Colleges marketing course. Also with Jason White's Crack the Code affiliate link, click that below as well. Also to support the channel, Weeble and one Finance, Chase, Discover Robinhood and Public a stock trading app we hope you enjoy this episode this is real estate guru pk signing up how you doing welcome to another episode of my podcast hello i got everybody. a special guest um i think i reached out to you in september and so we finally got her on
1: finally finally <laughs>
0: <laughs> so where, where you want to start where you want to start
1: I'm I'm your guest. You take me there. What, whatever questions? Okay. Or whatever you
0: um, know. Let, let's talk about what we was talking about. Okay.
1: So Dang, we, we going straight to that. Okay. <laughs> all right. Let's do it.
0: So um, how you feel about women's standards nowadays?
1: In terms of what when you like, say women's standards,
0: like six foot and up, um,
1: like their standards s- for men,
0: six figures.
1: Okay. Okay. So, like, with w- their standards for for a man? Yeah, right? like
0: tall, good looking. <laughs>
1: well, you know, when you say tall, good looking, I feel like that's that's that that's a woman that is not has not experienced relationships or experienced life. You okay. know what I'm saying? Because I mean, just being frank, like I told you off camera, my husband is six foot eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I am attracted to tall men. Mm-hmm. Um, I like tall men, right? Mm-hmm. But I realize now the tall is not as important to me anymore. Like when I was younger, yeah, like tall, handsome, da da da, you know, that was my thing, right? But now as I've experienced life and experienced relationships and lived life, like a man being tall and a man, you know, having a good heart and treating and how he and treating me good, it supersedes or trumps any man that's six foot nine or whatever the case may be Uh you know so I think that's one of those things like when we look at like standards um, my standards have changed Uh right you know like my new standard it has nothing to do with how tall a man is Uh you know and but again that's that's life because had you talked to me when I was 22 fresh out of college and all of this oh he has to be tall like I will not date a short man because I'm, I'm a I'm a taller woman right I'm not super super tall but I'm taller than the average are like you
0: pretty man. tall five yeah. nine is tall five
1: nine yeah and, and then, then when I put hills, on four like inch like heels like I'm six over foot. six feet yeah, you know yeah, yeah. and so I don't I, I was like I, don't know, I can't I can't look down at a man you know Well, <laughs> you,
0: you have you have reasons it, it, like the women I'm referring to they most most time they're like five three five foot yeah four,
1: but I mean even today you know whatever it is like the looks to me are is not as important as you know um like I said his heart how he treats me um it's important for me that 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 um that my man has a relationship with God you mm. know and then I feel like we learn through every relationship that I've had I've learned what I will and will no longer tolerate right so I mean just being very transparent there's some things in my marriage that I probably would be like If I ever got with another dude, we ain't doing that, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but that's okay. Like that's part of me, you know, my learning experience. So when I say, when I say standards, like looks the way you look, women in those standards, I think that's just something that's going to come with maturity and growth, you know, Mm -hmm. and experience in terms of what your standards are, but mine aren't. I mean, mean, come on now, you gotta have you gotta care about yourself right mm-hmm. <laughs> you know i do still like a well-groomed man and mm-hmm. things like that but in terms of like do i have a particular look not so much as i does i have a do i have a particular who is he as a person
0: well how'd you meet your husband
1: at the club. Oh, for real? Yes. <laughs> Y'all T-town? Yeah all remember T Town? Yeah, remember T Town? Yeah. Um, and he stood out because he was a really tall guy in the crowd, and um, he walked up to me and like it was really weird because I could tell like he was kind of like the awkward, like maybe he don't approach girls a lot and things like that. So he um walked up to me and he kind of like punched me. He punched? You? Yeah, but not hard, but like a hey, what's up? You know, and I'm like. So I punched him back. I'm like, "That's how you talk to girls. You punch girls, you know." But nah, we met at T town. Uh, what was it? Long ass time ago.
0: That was like two two thousand and four, three. Cause I was in high school when T town was two thousand four. Like yes, okay. two thousand four. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, it was two. It was exactly two thousand four. I was a sophomore in college, and he was a freshman. Yep, that was two thousand four. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, <laughs> so, so y- y'all hit it off like off the bat, or, or y'all y'all was like friends. Man, we oh y'all like off and y'all was like off and on. We were
1: off and on. We went to two different colleges. I went to Prairie View at the time. He went to Lamar, and then he transferred to Arkansas. And I was kind of like, this long distance thing really don't work for me. You know, like I I I want my boyfriend to be around. I mean, and then he was a basketball player. The temptations of women and things like that. He had other girlfriends. You know, this and that. So when we were in college, we were just really kind of like off and on. Really, Mm it wasn't like a committed relationship in my opinion and then when we graduated college um no, no no let me take a step back so it got to a point to where i'm like hey we can't be together until we live in the same city okay you know and so when i graduated before he did so i graduated it was still just we were cool you know and things like that but when he graduated it came back to houston that's when we said okay we'll be together again mm-hmm. but i was stern on that we can't be together until we live in the same city
0: mm-hmm. yeah. so um So he like, he like, you like red shirted him or he like red shirted you and just chill <laughs> a little bit?
1: I mean, just being very frank, we would we would I feel like we would, were going to be together and we were planning uh, on be, being together yeah. but we were young college kids living the college life. Okay. You know, so I mean, if you wanna say red shirted, I'm like, you gotta get on the sideline until you get your stuff together, you know. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, if you wanna call it red shirt, like you got some work to do, yeah, he, I red him. I red shirted him. You red shirt? I red him, you know, like <laughs> I started to set the tone and the rules for like, hey, you want to be with me? This is how this is going to go. Okay. Right? And my stipulation, hands down stipulation, was we have to be in the same city.
0: Okay.
1: It wasn't working with us being in different cities. And I realized that, you know, as time had went on, so I'm like, we got to be in the same city.
0: So you 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 put him on real estate?
1: You know, my husband doesn't really do real estate. You know, we both started in oil and gas together. Mm. You know, our our initial careers were in the oil and gas industry. Um, he really doesn't do real estate. He's supportive of me and my real estate career, but it's really not his thing.
0: Okay. Yeah. No. I, I got a question. Um, Did you, did they ever try to get you, when, when you quit your job, did they ever try to get you back when you started being a full-time realtor? I never heard you uh speak on that.
1: You know, well, so how it kind of happened is um, I actually started working. In, I've had my real estate license for since 2012 Uh um i quit my corporate job at the beginning at the end of 2019 beginning of 2020 Yeah,
0: you went part-time and then right right right
1: yeah so i initially went part-time i mean well i asked to go part-time and they told me no but when i started asking to go part-time it's because i really wanted to do more in the real estate industry in my real estate career and i just realized you cannot do both you know one of them is gonna suck Right. And so um, I asked to go part time. They told me no. I asked to go part time again. They told me no. So the third time I'm like, you know what? I'll just quit. You know, I don't have to do this. I I, I feel like I I have enough skill set. I have uh, experience where I can if I need to go back and get a job, I can, you mm-hmm. know, or work in corporate again. I can I'll just go back and apply. But anyway, um, so when I told them I quit. Then that's when they said, oh, whoa, 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 you can go part-time, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I think I've said this on other podcasts and things mm-hmm. like that, but... That was a um, renaissance, yeah. black renaissance uh-huh. Yeah, shout out to the Black Wealth Renaissance guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I basically said, that's what taught me, like, you, you get what you negotiate, not mm-hmm. what you ask for, you know? And I, I kind of is it crazy that I might live my life like that a little bit now? But, you know, you get what you what you stand firm on and you negotiate and not what you ask for, especially if you are a valuable person with a valuable skill set and you bring value to the table. And at the time, I didn't even realize how much value I brought to the company. Um, I was like one in four people globally that dealt with and was an expert in the system that we use. Um, I I was the person that touched this system and designed and developed solutions for every one of their clients in North America. Mm-hmm. You know, so I didn't realize how valuable I was until I said, I don't need y'all anymore, mm-hmm. you know. And then that's when the playing field changed from their terms to my terms, mm-hmm. you know. But honestly, I, I be I, I I started getting so involved in real estate, and my real estate career started taking off. And I really started putting everything I had into real estate to where I became a sucky corporate employee, mm-hmm. you know. And with me being a sucky corporate employee, I'm just like it's it's time for me to let this go because I, I'm starting to get a bad name in corporate, mm-hmm. you know. So no, that's how that's how that happened. That's how I transitioned, and I have never looked back.
0: Yes, studies show that women men get paid more than women because y'all never asked for like a raise.
1: I mean, I can believe that. You know, like I said, for the first 6 year for the first year to 6 months to a year when I'm asking like, "Hey, can I go part-time? Can I go part-time?" and the answer was steadily no. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I watched other women in the company go part-time. I knew it could happen, mm-hmm. right? I knew it was a thing, um, especially with me just coming back from maternity leave and things like that. Like, I knew that that was an option. But I'm like, why isn't it an option for me, right? And I thought they were just saying no. but well, really, it was because I brought so much value mm-hmm. in what I did. It was hard for them to let me go. Mm-hmm. So I think it kind of came down to, okay, well, opposed to letting you go completely, we'll let you go part-time, you know?
0: You don't feel like it was because you was black? No.
1: No, I don't. You know, no, I don't. Not not with this particular company. I've never felt like there's been, been any type of... Um, Racism. Yeah, you know, you know, issues with race that that held people back. Now, does it happen? Absolutely, right? Do we... Are they doing it, you know, and we don't know it? Absolutely. You no. know, and I mean, even kind of like... I. I don't think it was, but, you know, I could have been naive to that because I know I will never forget, uh, I thought my boss, a white guy, was the coolest boss on the planet, Mm -hmm. right? And I just so happened to look him up on Facebook one day and I saw so much like white supremacy stuff and like it just took me back.
0: Like the Confederate flag?
1: Yeah, just like that and like down and down. And this was, you know, around the time when Obama was in office, just like down in Obama, Obama, you know, and it just really took me back. And I promise I went to work and I never looked at him the same, you know. And then from that moment, I always thought, well, what does he truly think about me? Mm-hmm. You know, even though he never showed that. You know, it just really took me back. So, I mean, it could have been. I don't know. And like I said, I may have been naive to that, you know, but I, I didn't feel like it had anything to do with race, if that makes sense.
0: Okay. Um, did you have, like, going back to, like, dating and all that, did you have, like, any, like, like before you got married, did you have, like, stuff like you needed your husband to accomplish or you was just cool with with where he was at?
1: Well, yeah, yeah. No, no. I definitely um, wanted him to have a college degree. You know, mm-hmm. I definitely wanted him to finish school. I definitely wanted him to secure um, a career, you know, mm-hmm. a job in his field or whatever field, you know. But I, I, I wanted him to secure a career somewhere that I felt like that he could contribute to our household, you know. Um, let's see. What that, I think those were the two biggest things at the time. Like, I just wanted somebody that was on an equal playing field with me, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Um can, can we talk about your story a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um the, the house that um your grandparents like kind of passed down to everybody, like how is that going about? Like y'all still have that?
1: Right now it's a rental property in the family. Okay right? but yeah, so um uh you're talking about Crest Street. Um. <laughs> yeah, so this is a house that my grandparents bought uh I want to say maybe like six. 60 years ago mm-hmm. you know and they pay at the time the, the joke is they paid four thousand dollars for the house mm-hmm. right um and right now if you look at the house what it looks like it's a three bedroom two bathroom no does it no it only has one bathroom three mm-hmm. bedroom one bathroom you know garage conversion i would say like 1200 square feet you know mm-hmm. but they bought this house um 60 something years ago they paid four thousand dollars for it and this house has been in our family like we have seen generations and generations live in this house right and so um my grandparents always say how you get ahead is not have a mortgage payment Mm -hmm. you know that's what they would say you know don't spend all your money on bills and mortgages and things like that even with their house the house they live in today they built that house from the ground up they never had a mortgage payment they would um get some money and then do something you know they got some money they poured the slab they got some more money they bought wood to frame it they got some more money they put you know insulation in and so on and so on put a roof on it right Mm -hmm. but they never they never had a mortgage and so that's what they kind of you know kind of taught us like so you know i think black people we kick our kids out at 18 you you grown get out that's Mm -hmm. the worst thing we could ever do you know i stayed at home with my parents until i was 28 you know, a matter of fact, I stayed with my home, my parents, so I bought my first house, got married, bought my, first, bought my first house and got married. Me you too. know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. And that really helped me set myself up for success. Mm. I bought my first house. The, the matter of fact, this is the most money I ever made off of a, a property sale, too. I bought my first house um, in 20, 2006. Look
0: right, the the one with the taxes went up, like really yeah, right? yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. I bought my first house in 2006 man, I got the best deal ever. I paid $76,000 for this house. It was turnkey. Mm-hmm. It was a foreclosure, but what had happened, the, the bank had went in and fixed everything up, you know, cause they were trying to sell it. So mm-hmm. I got a brand new turnkey rental property. Cause I, I bought my first house and I put a sign in the front yard and said it was for rent. And I went back home and lived with my parents and it was definitely much so a house that I could have lived in. Even, even so my dad was like, you don't want to live here. I'm like, no, I don't, mm-hmm. you know, like this is my investment. You know, I'm going to keep getting the free mortgage, free rent off of y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, and I'm going to make me some money. Right. So um, I put the house on Section 8, everything. I had that house for, I sold it in 2011 and I did sell it because the taxes had went up really high. It was a lot of new development in the area and it no longer made sense for it to be a rental property. Mm -hmm. Because when I started um, with that property back in when I first started with that property, I was making double my mortgage payment every month off just the rent. I was making double my mortgage payment, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I was making double my mortgage payment. I always had a tenant in there, you know, so for what, 2006 to 2005 years. So that
0: was, you was making double on section eight.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Double on section eight, double my mortgage, my mortgage payment was that low because I had bought a foreclosure. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, it was a four bedroom, two and a half bathroom, two story, like right at like 17 or 1800 square feet, you know, and my mortgage payment was $700. And, um, Um, I charge $1,400 in rent every month, Mm -hmm. you know, so I make double my mortgage payments. I'm like, yeah, this 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 pretty good because you know most most rental properties don't cash flow like that, mm-hmm. especially not not today, right? They're mm-hmm. not cash flowing where you're basically making double the rent. If you are, that's good, you know. But I thought this was pretty good, and so I sold that property. Um, I made more cash off the house than what I paid for it, and that's kind of taught me the law of like, hey, yeah, do this property thing. But to kind of go back to that house, you know, that was the same thing. Like that's what my grandparents taught me: don't go, don't start off your life in debt. You know, start off your life. Uh, the opposite way. Start off your life bringing in income to pay for some of your debt. You know, mm-hmm. you know. So that's what we did, and so and that's what I did. I learned from her. Like, that. shoot, everybody else went to stay at that house. My aunt got married. Her and her family went to stay there. I had another aunt that was in, in college, going to school. She went to stay there. You know, we all. I look. If I look at my family today, we we're all on the right side up, money wise, mm-hmm. because we made good decisions when we were young, mm-hmm. and that's how we were taught. Mm-hmm. You know.
0: Do you regret selling that property? <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, I do, I do. do. Do
0: you do you look and see how much it's worth now? Do you do backtrack and see how much is no?
1: I haven't checked how much it's worth now, but I, I honestly, yeah, I do regret selling that property. You know because. Um, it was a I think the property Was like built In like 2000 mm. And you know Being a real estate investor Like you know now a days to get Those super super good deals You got to buy Those old dilapidated homes right. You know And things like that And they just They're just a headache mm. You know They're just a headache Maintenance wise So I really do hate That I sold their property And if I could do it All over again I wouldn't have sold it And got rid of my asset mm. I would have borrowed Against it To use their property For more invest I mean use Use what I borrowed You know that The equity in the house For more investments Okay Yeah, I I hate I let that one go.
0: Is that is that like your biggest regret?
1: That's not my biggest regret, but I think that was a learning lesson at the time. I was just young. Like I wasn't in the in the real estate game, like, you know, um learning the investment game things. I was just like doing what I saw my parents do. My parents had a rental property, doing what I saw my grandparents do. I thought that, that that's what I was supposed to do, you know, mm-hmm. buy property and rent it out and you know, get you some income coming in from day one. Really, to be honest, I bought that property because I just wanted to pay my student loans back. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to have an, another source of income to be able to pay my student loans off. And it, and they did it for me, you know. But I I, yeah, I just thought that's what you were supposed to be doing. I wasn't educated on, you know, how to leverage equity in property, you know, and still keep the property. I thought that's what you do. You buy low, sell high. You know, mm-hmm. it, it put a lot of money in my pocket at a young age and it did allow me to do other investments. But I mean, like, if I look at what that property would be worth today, it probably would be worth. I probably would have made triple, you mm-hmm. know, than when I sold it. So not a, not a big regret, but I yeah, I should have kept that
0: one. Um. I forgot what podcast you was talking about. You was talking about your hiring process where you, like, you, like, screen your your people and then you go out to eat with them and then. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. So so I learned that. And that's one thing I learned through mentorship. Yeah. You know, be slow to hire and be quick to fire. So at Brighton Real Estate Group, you know, we have, in my opinion, a little bit. It's not the typical real estate brokerage hiring process. Mm. A lot of these real estate brokerages, I hear, they ju- it's just a come one, come all. Mm. Anybody can get on. You say you want to, you want, you want me to sponsor you, and and I make money off your commissions. Yeah, let's do it. You mm. know, but not us, right? Um, we hire and fire according to our core values. You know, we have ten core values that we live by. So much so that we recite them at every. Um, sales meeting that we have. Mm. We want our agents to be invested into in our core values, right? Because that is how we want our those values are how how we want our company to be, to be reflected, right? So when we when we do our hiring process, we do it a little different. You have to submit an application hands down, right? You have to submit an application along with a resume and a headshot. You know, that's the initial screening process. If you get through the initial screening process, um, depending on where you are, um, we have one or two interviews now. I think we kind of changed it up. All brand new agents have to have two interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a more experienced agent, um, one, maybe two, depending on the initial interview. Right. Um, but uh, so far, as on my team. Like, we're going to take you out to eat. You know, mm-hmm. we want to see you in an informal setting. I will tell you, people act totally different mm-hmm. in a formal setting versus an informal setting. You introduce alcohol on the table and things like that. They can act. I mean, it, I'm glad that we do that because I had somebody that I was like, this is going to be my new assistant. Mm-hmm. Man, I am hiring her. She is the bomb. Like, on paper, she looked good. She speaks well. Da, 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 We got to that uh that lunch interview. <laughs> I'm start, like, I was like, there's no loose? way I could put this person in front of my clients.
0: She started acting like loose or like, what is she doing?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, just disengaged, you know, um, acting bored. You know, I mean, let's be frank. We've all sat at the table like, I don't care to be here. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm tired. They're not talking about anything that I'm interested in. But how do I make you feel if I'm sitting breaking bread with you and I can't even look at you? Or I'm acting like I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it was. So she, just, she was acting
0: like nonchalant or she yeah, just like...
1: I don't know if it was nervousness, but she was acting like she didn't want to be there. She was on her phone. I watched her pay for her parking, you know, scroll on Instagram. And I'm like, hey, it's eight people at the table and we're all engaging. Mm-hmm. You know, um, she it, it just wasn't her thing. She just had some inappropriate stuff. And it's just like, hey, you know, how can I... Is this a person that I can put in front of my clients? Mm-hmm. If you get in front of my client, are you going to be disengaged? Are, are you going to offend them? Cuz to me that's offensive. Mm-hmm. You know, are you going to offend them? You know, things like that. So I'm like, I can't I can't I can't put this person in front of my client. Mm-hmm. I don't feel comfortable putting this person in front of my client without me. Anybody that my assistant wise, they are going to be just like me. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of the way that I do things, um, how I engage, the way that I speak, and everything like that—they're—they're they're a reflection of me, mm-hmm. right? You know, decision making, being quick on their feet—they're a reflection of me. And so I just didn't get that in that person. So at the table, right? But I, before that, we were in interview and all of that. I got all of that. This girl's good. She speaks well. She's confident. You know, I feel like I can. She has enough confidence to speak intelligently in front of my clients and all of that. We got to that table. It was a whole different story. <laughs> whole different story. Yeah. So
0: like, so like, how'd you break it to her? Like, she wasn't like a fit for y'all.
1: I, you know, I just basically told her, that, that you know, I, I moved in another direction. But you know what? A lot of people don't ask for feedback. And I, that's one thing I can say about her. I appreciate the fact that she asked for feedback because I did genuinely give it to her. Right. Mm. That's a lot. I feel like that's something I don't know if that's cultural wise, too, but we just were like, oh, well, we didn't get it. Or, you know, mm. but no, I want to know why I'm yeah, a feedback too. person. I want to know why. Mm-hmm. What could I have done better Different. when I when I don't when somebody does not hire me as their realtor? You know, my first question is, what was your deciding factor? You know, I wanna know what, uh-huh. what made you go with them and not me. Uh-huh. What skills do I need to hone in on or improve? Uh-huh. You know, so that I next time I'm the one. Uh-huh. You know, I'm always looking to be the one. Uh-huh. You know, but I mean people don't ask for feedback and I appreciate every feedback, every kind of feedback, good or bad. I appreciate it all because most of it is a learning moment for me.
0: Uh-huh. Where well, you see yourself for like in five years.
1: <sighs> Where I see myself in five years, I see myself, um, you know, honestly, if it was up to me, Ideally I would do nothing but coach and train real realtors um or all people real estate professionals let me say real estate professionals mm-hmm. whether that's you building out a team mm-hmm. you starting a brokerage mm-hmm. um development as an agent mm-hmm. I I really see myself having a thriving coaching business
0: mm-hmm. So like you going to have like everything on autopilot where you don't have
1: Everything to... is on autopilot I mean in the business you, you can never uh, you can never have a business where you 100% hands off. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, I do, you know, we are looking to grow, you know, we are looking to grow at Brayden real estate group. You know, our, our goal is to have, um, 200 agents by the end of 2023. Right. And it takes a lot to run a ship like that. You know, mm-hmm. the support systems, getting the necessary personnel in place to manage all of that stuff. I'm looking to have that in place so that I can, can explore other ventures as well. But all those other ventures, trust me, all of my other ventures, will bring value to my main venture, my first venture, which is Brain Real Estate Group.
0: How, how many other cities would you branch out to? Cause y'all in Dallas, right?
1: We in Dallas right now. Yeah. Um, um, you know, that's a good question. We really hadn't thought about all of the other cities. Of course, the major Texas cities, but you know in terms of like you know other states like austin yeah yeah def- definitely so houston dallas austin san antonio mm-hmm. um, i don't really care to go to el paso oh, but God, you know yeah. it's just el Paso's little, big. yeah el paso is big it's just a little a, li- a little further than i like to touch mm-hmm. you know cuz i still want to be like okay let me get here let me get here but i mean state wise we haven't thought about that but i mean at the end of the day you know i would like to be a global, a nationally known company you know okay yeah
0: so- if you if you got that big, like say you was like in Atlanta, LA, would you sell it or would you like keep keep a hold of it? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what if someone offered you like two million dollars, like right now?
1: Well, you know what I will say this. Um, a lot of people have gained wealth Through selling businesses mm-hmm. You know Building businesses And selling them um, That 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 is not off the table For me mm-hmm. But I would want to Keep some things in place Brayden is my family name mm-hmm. Don't buy my business And change my business name oh, you, you, know, okay. you know What I'm saying Brayden is my family name it, it's, it's It's deeper rooted Than just This is the name of my company You know mm-hmm. This is my family Anytime anybody looks at Brayden Real Estate Group They say Brayden They look They also You know Look at the Brayden Family. Mm-hmm. If we ever do something to bring bring shame in Braden Real Estate Group, we're bringing shame to the Braden family. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's how we look at it. But you know, there's so there are some things about Braden Real Estate Group that are sentimental to us. Uh, so you know, it, we I, I'm open to a sale, right? Okay. I'm open to a sale, especially if it's going to allow us to catapult, allow us to grow again, bring more value to the people that's been with us since day one. Mm. You know, I'm open to that, um, but it, it, it will be on my terms, under my conditions
0: would you um would you would you pass it on to your daughter or no
1: absolutely you know mm-hmm. if that's something that she 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 she's interested in you know i i hope she is interested in real estate but no absolutely i'm 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 looking to you know again when i started off when I graduated college, my parents did the best that they could, right? Mm-hmm. But I didn't start off with anything income producing, right? Mm-hmm. Like I could set my daughter up to have her coming in, having income day one, mm-hmm. you know, teach her the business, teach her how to run a successful business, teach her not how to run a successful business, but build successful businesses, which may or may not be real estate. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah.
0: You talk about having like more kids, right? Like probably like a boy or a girl or something like that. It's a thought. Would you um would you get mad like say your daughter or say you had like another boy, like they didn't want to be an entrepreneur, they just wanted like a nine to five, like when you was like at Exxon?
1: No, no, I I mean, I would encourage them to be entrepreneurs, right? Okay. And I would I would encourage them to, to build or create their own path. But no, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't get mad at it, you know. We all we all humans, like this is what I want to do, you know, and um her happiness, you know, or or their happiness may lie elsewhere. And I'm not gonna block that just because I'm not gonna put my my wants on them. Mm-hmm. You
0: know? What if your daughter was like she just wants to be like a housewife and take care of all the kids? That's a business. That'd be cool. You know,
1: again, what makes her happy? You know, if, if being a housewife makes her happy and, and 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 she's thriving, you know, that way, that's her business, you know. I mean, we all look at look at success and happiness different. You mm-hmm. know, some people put a dollar value to it, some people put time to it, some people put freedom to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Whatever makes her happy, I'm with.
0: What would you tell your daughter about men?
1: (laughs) (laughs) What would I tell my daughter about men? Um, Really, find a man that's secure within himself. Mm. You know, because in order for a man to be a good man to you, they have to first be secure within themselves. And I've learned that just in relationships. You know, you can't change people. Never try to change a man. You know, never try to change a man because it's not going to happen. He has to change himself. You know, um, and so just really find a man that's secure within himself. Because, I mean, you know, we kind of talked about this off camera. Like, women today, they're not your, like you said, the housewives and things like that. They're just not home keeping the kids and um, cooking the food and, you know, waiting for the man to bring home the check. You know, they're CEOs, they're mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, right? You know, this is a different level. Like, mm-hmm. you know, women have leveled up, mm-hmm. that's you know. Such. And so sometimes I feel like it can be hard for a man. To be with a quote unquote, and I really don't like to use this word, but boss woman,
0: alpha woman, yeah,
1: yeah, powerful woman. Mm-hmm. You know, I think sometimes that does something to a man's ego. So you have to be comfortable in yourself. You know, you have to make sure you 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 have a man that's comfortable in himself because never dummy yourself down.
0: Do you feel like a boss woman could be with a, a alpha man, or do you feel like somebody got to be kind of? submissive to the other person?
1: You know what? I, I, I think there has to be some submission, you know, but I think it, it absolutely definitely can work. But the crazy part about it is a lot of people you see like in front of you are not the people, not the same person intimately in behind closed doors. That's
0: that's big fact. Yeah. A lot you of know, actors.
1: Yeah. You know, they're not the same person that you see behind closed doors. And so like, you know, alpha male, you know, alpha female, you know, I, I, They could be different in their relationship, you know, and I I believe that and I I see it a lot, you know, but yeah, I I definitely think it can work, but there has to be give and take like anything, a relationship, any relationship, whether it's a relationship with your kids your coworkers, you know, it takes work, Mm. you know, it takes work, it takes communication, it takes understanding, you know, so regardless of the personality, it takes work. (laughs) Mm. It's something you have to work at.
0: Do you believe in prenups? Yes I do. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes I, I do. Yeah, I wholeheartedly believe in a prenup. Absolutely. Yeah. I,
0: I don't want to ask you if you if you got one, but
1: so, no, no, I don't have a prenup. We, would you I, no, I'm where sorry, I ahead. am today, yes, if I ever was to get married do again, I would have a prenup. Okay.
0: Yeah. Why, why why would you do that?
1: I never want anybody just straight up to have um to to have access or let, let me let me let me make sure I'm saying this correctly. I never want every, anybody to have the power to take anything away from my child. Mm. You know, okay. like what I want for her, I want that to be written in stone. What I have worked for to create for my child, my the legacy of my family, I never want anybody to have any power to be able to take any of that in my absence. Uh-huh. You know?
0: Would you recommend a prenup to your daughter?
1: Yes, I would. Okay. Yeah, I would, absolutely. Okay. Yeah.
0: What about your son? Him t- everybody? All your kids? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: I mean, I like, like I said where I am, I I didn't always believe in prenups. My husband, now we don't have a prenup, but if we, if I like I said if I was to ever get married again, I see the value uh-huh. in a prenuptial agreement, especially if there's other things involved, you know. Uh-huh. Like and when I say other things like children and things like that.
0: What what would you tell your son about about women?
1: <laughs> <laughs> kind of the same thing that I would tell my, my 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 daughter, you know, hold your own. I mean, you know, be secure within yourself, mm-hmm. right? You know, um be secure within yourself. I don't I don't necessarily so much believe in gender roles anymore. You know, it's not like the man's supposed to do this, the woman's supposed to do this. So you could have someone where like, you know, you you could have a man that has the mindset like uh, she not letting me be the man, mm-hmm. you know, but that's because he's looking at gender roles, mm-hmm. you know, so be secure within yourself. And, 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 and honestly, I think we should tell everybody this, like, go to go get the necessary help that you need. Like, it's OK to say I need help. Mm-hmm. You know, it's OK to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. You know, therapy, in my opinion, is a beautiful thing. So much so I think it needs to be a curriculum in schools. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so many people that don't know how to communicate. It's so many people that internalize things, anger, hurt, you know, and that kills them. You know, internally, we but I'm 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 big, I'm a big advocate of say, hey, let's go to therapy. So much so I'm even looking for a therapist now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like when you look at the burdens of the world and everything, you're like, I'm a business owner. I have people's in my in my opinion, I have people's livelihood in my hand. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. You know, um you have we have agents that take care of their parents. You know, we have agents that you know, single moms, you know, so if if I can't if I feel like sometimes if if I fail them, I fail their parents, I fail their children, you know, and so that those are a lot of things to carry, you know. I can't make them, I can't make them do anything, but you know, failing them, I, you know, it's I look at it bigger. It's a bigger picture because I hear their stories, you know, where they came from, you know, their struggle to get to where they are, and how they don't ever want to be where they are again. But it's a beautiful thing to see an agent go from, you know. Not having a job, struggling to take care of his family, to, you know, taking care of his family, Mm -hmm. being able to take care of his family, buy his mom whatever, you know, whatever she needs, buy investment properties, buy their own property, Mm -hmm. you know, buy two cars. And it's not about the it's not about the the material things, but it's just now that, hey, him, them working with me now, they, they have they they've afforded to have what I call the luxuries of life, whatever those luxuries are, big mm. or small, right? You know, they're not struggling anymore. And, and that for me is a beautiful thing, but that's why that's why I always say, if I was to shut the doors of Braden Real Estate Group, who am I failing, mm. you know, so.
0: If if you could like, if somebody asked you like advice, like starting real estate, would you, would you recommend them being an investor or being a realtor first?
1: <laughs> you know, that's a good question because I, I did both, right? Yeah. And, and majority of my efforts was in real estate investing. You know, um, and then I switched over to being a realtor just for, you know, different reasons. Right. I really mm-hmm. think it kind of depends on your lifestyle. I will say this being a realtor has has given me an advantage in the real estate industry because mm-hmm. I was I was OK. I was a realtor first. Mm-hmm. So I knew the fundamentals of real estate, but Mm -hmm. I really didn't do a lot with it. Mm -hmm. And then I went to heavily investing and then I went back to, you know, selling, being a realtor first. But because I had that the foundations of real estate and the real estate transactions, it really did help me thrive in my real estate career. I mean, in my investing career. Mm -hmm. And then I was able to, you know, be a little bit more creative, like, hey, look, I want to buy this house. You know, I see this house is more valuable than the little commission you're going to give me, like let's take the commission off the table. Mm. You know, I can, I could negotiate a little bit more in terms of like how I got paid the commissions and things like that. Cause at the end of the day, the seller just wants to put the most amount of money in their pocket as possible. And if I can forfeit my little couple of thousand dollars commission, when I know my return on investment is going to be a couple of tens of thousands of dollars, mm. like who cares about the little commission, you know? Mm. But so I was able to, you know, kind of finagle things like that. But I mean, to be honest, that's a tough question. I think they, they both bring value. I think, I think you both, you have to have a certain skill set. you know, the skill set is very different you know with real estate investing um if you just like flipping and things like that you're not so much into the 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 people aspect like we are as realtors I always Mm. make a joke that you know you you really need a psychology degree (laughs) to deal with people you know in in the real estate industry you know just real talk you know you have people that's you're you you have the the largest something in most cases, the biggest transaction that they'll ever make in your hands. Right. You know, I mess up something. I forget something. Who are they going to blame? You. Me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. People are emotional. Um, I always tell my agents, be compassionate, have compassion for people. Not everybody's selling or buying real estate because they want to, you know, because it's a it's a good situation. I know y'all see all of the. The 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 woohoo's and you know the fancy things you know everybody's excited on social media and we close and everything like that but what about the people that's that's having to sell their house because their husband died and the wife can no longer afford it Mm. you know or the families that's breaking up and getting divorced and now they have to sell the house so every moment isn't a great moment so have compassion for people especially when Mm. they're um, when they are when they're when when they may be down or you know when they it may not be a celebratory moment for them that this transaction the transaction you know them selling or buying or selling their house so i'll just have compassion for people you never know what they're going through
0: i'm gonna leave it off right there i'm gonna do an either or question and we'll be done okay is that cool
1: Mm, maybe
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right um rental property or airbnb
1: (laughs) so is it airbnb arbitrage or airbnb ownership it could be both a rental property, whatever you want to rental, a rental property? property. Just for me, Airbnb is a lot of work.
0: Okay, um, money or equi- equity? Equity. Equity.
1: Equity.
0: Okay, um, two million followers are a rental property.
1: In today's, we're just two million followers are on one rental property.
0: Two million followers on on like Instagram.
1: Or- I, uh- Two million followers. Two million followers? And, and the reason why I say that is because you can take that um that that your social proof, you know, or your social equity and turn that into a lot more than I would be able to make off one of those the woman, rental properties. That's fact. Yeah.
0: And then people are gonna be selling you their properties. Right,
1: right, right. And people can sell me their properties and I can I can gain I can take, you know, all of the money that I make through having such a huge following like that mm. and um buying multiple rental properties.
0: Okay. I feel that. Uh, 850 credit score or a million dollars?
1: 850 credit score. 850 or credit long. score? All day long. All
0: day long? All day long. That's
1: cool. Hey, with an 850 credit score, I mean, you know how many credit lines you can get to get to a million? That's that's easy. Okay. That's
0: 8, cool. 850
1: credit score. Or 850, credit right. 850 credit score? All uh, right. Tour or Airbnb? Turo or Airbnb? Ooh. <sighs> Two row or Airbnb. See, I've never done Turo. Never done Turo? I've, I've never. I've, I've had Airbnbs, but I've never had Turo. So that, that's a hard one for me to say. But uh, I think I might go with Turo. Two two row. Yeah. Why? Because when you look at like the turnover on the Airbnb, the maintenance, like uh, every time, every time somebody moves out, I mean, uh, your guests leave, what do you have to do? Clean the house. Clean the house. Uh-huh. What else? maintenance. Mm-hmm. You know, the ma- the I mean, the maintenance on a 2 in my opinion, like I don't have to hire cleaners, right? That's more money in my pockets. But again, I, that's a hard question for me to answer because I've never done the 2 row thing, so I don't know like what's all involved with mm-hmm. it. Um but I'm just kind of looking at like my overhead.
0: Okay. Yeah. LLC or S Corp? S Corp. S Corp. Yeah. Business credit card or regular credit card?
1: Business credit card.
0: Okay. Um Houston or Dallas?
1: Oh, Houston, all day long. All day? All
0: right, cool, cool. Thank
1: you so much. Thank you you for having me. Thank you.